0: To wrap up Women's History Month, we sat down with Berlin-based artists Anique Delphine and Nina E. Schoenefeld here at Artipus Headquarters for some coffee, a chat, and possibly the worst cake I've ever made. But, you know, baking cakes, I'm just not that kind of woman.
1: Don't you know, we're talking about a revolution sounds Don't you know talking about a revolution sounds like a whisper while they're standing in the welfare lines, crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation.
0: Welcome to Artipus. Art you can hear. Earlier this year, Anique and Nina enjoyed back-to-back exhibitions at co-galleries in Berlin's Mitte. Anique's photograph and video work were featured in her Reclaim the Feminine show, and Nina's technology and trinket-based multimedia work in her Hacker on the Run Rise of the Black Wolf installation. They're both German, they're both women, and they're both artists. And that's about where the similarities end. Or is it? I'll let them tell you all about it while I choke down another piece of бо- oh, Artipus front- cake.
1: The revolution.
2: Despite my name is Annie Kechin. Well, I've been branded a feminist artist, and that's true because so far everything I've done has dealt with feminist issues. I work in photography and experimental film installation. So
3: my name is Nina E. Schönefeld, and I'm a multidisciplinary artist, and um, I work with all kinds of media. I normally have, when I have an exhibition, an overall system of machines, um, computers, Screens, but also sculptures interiors even some uh, performance um, things
0: I would call it okay <laughs> performance things the, te- the technical thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. that's your that's your that's your MFA speaking right so I've asked the two of you together because you' both you're both female artists. you're both artists with families and you both have feminist themes, but your work is so incredibly different. I think your work is more feminine in the sense of you use floral themes, you use traditionally feminine colors like pinks, and you use feminine shapes like the breasts, the boobs. right Nina, your work is much darker. The, all the colors that you use are very dark or tr- more traditionally masculine colors, and your work is centered more around technology, both the influence and the breakdown of, exactly. and yet there's still, because your your main character in your Hacker on the Run series is a woman, so you also have feminist themes, but such very different ways of expressing it. So. Tell me a little bit, both of you, how you found your particular mode of expression.
2: Okay, I have to kind of then start, I guess, around the age of 14 where I started modeling and acting. I did that for 10 years. I quit at 24 and then realized that from the very first money I made as a model, I had bought a camera and I had started shooting, taking pictures of flowers and animals and never thinking that that could be actually a profession for me. Um when I finished school everybody knew what they were doing either studying law or business or whatever and I only knew that I didn't want to do any of those things so I just continued modeling and I moved to LA and 24 I just found myself really kind of lost I was depressed and self-medicating and didn't really know what was going on and then my agency dropped me and I said okay I'll just quit and I was very lucky to get offered a job as a photo assistant which I took and then I started learning photography and I realized This is actually something I'm good at and I enjoy it and it makes me not be sad and self-destructive. So I just followed on that path and I came to Berlin to study photography, decided I did not want to do photojournalism. I did not want to do fashion. I just wanted to do something that expressed my feelings and see whether I could connect with other people through that. Maybe I could put something on the walls that other people felt too. Maybe they could feel that they're not alone or I could Suddenly, I could finally feel that I wasn't alone. That's how I'm here now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I studied fine arts in a like a normal way. I started with 19 or 20, and I studied painting at first. But I was never interested in the pure square and painting something on the panel you know i was always interested like oh what can we do next with the with the painting that so i was always interested in colors and the light outside of the colors and then i started to find new materials and work with the materials when i was a teenager i was always interested in in people that had something new in their kind of You know, ideas, Uh, the people who were working with new ideas, revolutionaries, painters, artists who founded new, yeah, new movements, but also like they were confronted with boundaries. In the end, it comes down to the main thing one very personal thing my father died two years ago and i also thought that was a very important incident in my life because my father was a um, political uh, sociologist uh, professor here in berlin and he kept the family tradition of being political and you know he wrote many books and when he died i kind of I'm, i'm a single child so i kind of had to held up the family tradition um, being you know a democrat and trying also to work in the field of politics and then I grabbed the chance in a way and said okay I try to to be a political artist now because in these times it's so important to fight Mm
0: -hmm. Your work Anique is as I said very feminine how did you choose the colors that you use and the, and the, the way that you're expressing yourself and the way you're trying to Reach people.
2: I use a lot of symbols that stand in for femininity, women. I, I honestly never made a conscious choice with all these things that I'm using as tools. It it always takes a new shape and form. I don't. I found that I work best if I just switch my mind off and I don't try to plan. Mm -hmm. I never start with okay, this is what I want to say and how can I say it. I just kind of go to my studio and I do without thinking. There are days where I do something and nothing feels right and I get really frustrated and all of a sudden I do something like, this looks good, this, this feels good, there's something here I need to explore, this, and I just keep going and then it organically turns into something.
0: Right.
2: And then if, it, if I get this feeling that this is something, I just work at that for weeks and weeks and months and once it's done, I look back at it and then I realize, oh, this, this reflects what I was going through or oh, this reflects what I've been frustrated about. Right. So it's never actually a conscious choice. It's just I really like the color pink.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. just going to ask, do you like yeah, the color pink?
2: I really you know do. That? And I guess for my generation, I'm one of those generations where pink really was gendered. It was a girly yeah. color. And I just read that for the millennials, it isn't a girly color anymore. It's actually a genderless color, and they use oh, it really? for that purpose. Yeah. Ah,
0: oh, interesting. They
2: call it millennial pink now. And millennial pink? Yeah, yeah. And it's used to express a gender fluid fluidity. Huh. So I really um, like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I I hate the color pink.
2: Yeah. I always hated
0: it. I yeah. love red. Red is my favorite color. Yeah, and red actually makes me feel really calm. Um, interesting. interesting. It makes me almost yeah. It tends to make it does something very angry, to me angry. Yeah, but it makes me really happy. And so a lot of times when I look at artwork, mm. yeah, if it has red in it. Then I have to ask myself, do I really like this or is it just because I like the red? Right. Because I have a 100% positive response to the color red. I love that. Always. But pink, I hate. Yeah. But partly because it was shoved down my throat as a girl. This is what you should have. And I have three brothers. They had all the other great colors. Yeah. For me, it was pink, 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 pink. That's all you get, pink. And I, I... hated it so much and it
2: would actually make me really angry. No, I, I actually really like it. My sister and I are very lucky in that we were allowed to store all of our toys at our grandparents' house. And so every year I go back to my grandparents' house and I bring some toys back to my studio and a lot of them happen to be pink. You know, a lot of dollhouses and, and Barbie stuff. Looking at photos of myself, I never wore a lot of pink. It wasn't like shoved down my throat, but I always liked the color. Mm-hmm. So I just, at some point, a couple years ago, I just ordered a pink backdrop and I started working with it, and I just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. It's, I haven't used any other backdrops since then. <laughs> I'm getting a little... I, I feel like I'm going to be sick of it maybe soon, mm-hmm. but not yet. I think it's also an organic color. I think that's what I like about it, too. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me... It's not just femininity, but it's also, it also reminds me of, of the body and organic. Yeah, and there's
0: a lot of things in our body, especially interior. Yeah. Our pink. Yeah. Really. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very human color, isn't it? Yeah. But you go for more like golds mm-hmm. and silvers and blacks and...
2: Yeah,
3: but originally as a painter you work with all colors, but I also had a kind of phase when I worked with yellow, for example, for a long, long time. And
0: yellow is also a very complicated color. It's so interesting, though, because to me, yellow is the color of Germany. Yeah? And because so many things here are yellow. You know, if you look yeah. and everyone always has yellow... It, they always have something yellow in their house. Mm-hmm. The Ubon trains are this specific shade yeah. of yellow mm-hmm. that's a very happy yellow. Yeah,
3: that's a very nice yellow, but, for example. Yeah. Uh, when I studied, uh, I really worked also with ugly yellows. And, you know, I remember one incident with a professor he was a um, professor for photography and um, I, I didn't know him very well. And he came to my examiner and then he said, Oh my God, I've never seen such a horrible yellow, uh, greenish yellow. And, um, and it was like huge paintings with strange materials on it. And he said, Oh, I really hate it here because you he were also saying I hate pink, for example. And then I said, Great good stuff, if you hate my paintings, mission accomplished, because I I was really happy about that, because for me, art shouldn't be only aesthetic and, and nice, and something, you know, art is also something different, and I think the famous artists, most of them, they accomplish something else than only something nice to hang on your wall you know right
0: it's more than decorative yeah yeah
3: and that's very very important now also for me and my my kind of art when i was younger i thought also also has to to do with the uh, kind of female aspect Um, being a female artist in in the art world is for my taste is much harder because you know when you're a conventional painter and you just you know, paint your feelings for example. If a man does that, everybody would say, Oh interesting. Oh, that's really interesting what you're doing there. You paint your feelings. Oh, that's not female aspect and that's that's so nice. And if you know, somebody else, you know, like a like a woman would do that, everybody would say, Oh, it's more kind of hobby for her or something like that. So, or cry for attention. Yeah, something get that a lot. So I decided at some stage okay, um, I, I want to take some of the male characteristics into my art and play with it a little bit. Like, for example, like the hacker scene is also male-dominated and then also in the field of building stuff with light light installations, it's also
0: male-dominated. I haven't thought about that. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It is male-dominated.
3: I think that's uh, very, very important for me now, just to um, get over all the clichés and all over the German saying, you can't do this because you haven't studied it.
0: Hmm. I think, though, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard this quite a bit about mm-hmm. Germany as well, but I, I found that to be true in France. Mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's just these, these mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. systems, basically, that are fairly restrictive. But I also think that it's a female thing, And Mm -hmm. and I say this because some questions came up recently in my private life about my martial art and the way that it's taught in a certain federation, Mm -hmm. which is really to throw everybody onto the floor, one instructor demonstrates, and then you just figure it out with no guidance usually, Mm -hmm. or very, very little guidance. Men, I think, respond very well to that because men like to tinker. They like to take things apart and find out how they work and then see if they can put it back together correctly and all this stuff. So that's a good way of learning for them. But women are discouraged often from learning in that way. Mm -hmm. The toys that we have, the societal influences are for things to be explained. And, And for us to talk in order to absorb information and make it our own, we also talk about it. Men and women do have different styles of learning. And I know for women, who enter my martial art, it can be very discouraging to simply dive in and try and figure it out with no guidance. So it's very similar to what you're talking about in that kind of waiting forever to be, well, first I have to be an expert at computers in order to Mm -hmm. make an installation about hacking, or I have to be an expert about biology in order to use flowers that decompose over time in my work, instead of just doing it and seeing what happens, which is really what art is anyway, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, just do it and see what yeah. happens, like you said, in the studio.
2: Yeah, and I only studied photography. And then through photography, I just, at some point when I was doing the, the flower series, I just started recording what I was doing, and it turned out to look really stunning, I thought. And so I, um, I'm, I started just trying out on my MacBook with the iMovie program and made a f- my first film. And I, it was just for me, I didn't think it could be a thing. And then my husband was actually one to say, you should put this in the show. You should put the film in the show. Maybe you should do another film. And I did another film and he did the music to it. But I think, and I think this is a woman thing, is I constantly feel like I have to justify my doing that because I didn't learn it. I didn't study mm-hmm. video art. I didn't study experimental film. And now I'm starting to get into installation. I'm like, I didn't study that. And mm-hmm. do I... Do I have a right to do this? Mm -hmm. Because basically the way I learn or I extend my practice is I'm at my studio and I just try and fail and try and fail until I get it right. Mm -hmm. That's my way of learning. But I think, yeah, (laughs) and it's fun that way. I love that. Right. Yeah. But I think as a woman, I constantly feel it's like the imposter syndrome, but is it maybe more so for women? Mm -hmm. Do I, is that why I feel constantly like I have to justify my place in the art world because I didn't study it? I don't know. I wonder...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would be a, a fair question, I think, to ask a male artist who doesn't have all mm-hmm. the formal training. But, Nina, your work is really, uh, both of your work is very provocative, but in very different ways. It's actually provocative in different shapes. Your work is, has sharp angles, and your work is all round.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and hmm But both are equally provocative, and both can make people very uncomfortable. hmm your work is almost like poking because of yeah. those sharp angles, and in some ways, challenging the viewer to try and figure out, you know, what it is you're talking about mm-hmm. and what you're trying to say.
2: It's intimidating too. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it's bit, yeah. Your work is very
0: intimidating, actually. I would, I think that's a great way to describe mm-hmm. it because it is dark and it's talking about dark places in the world, and especially dark places in the world that women never really ex- women explore, but they don't mm-hmm. explore it publicly. So, as you said in your some of the press literature for the Hacker on the Run series, the, there's a main character who's a female hacker. Mm-hmm. And they do exist, but we never hear about them. Like the female hackers, or the female programmers, or the female gamers, you know, mm-hmm. all the women who were mm-hmm. who were harassed in Gamergate, for example, and kind of outed, in a way. When women do explore these things, it's private, in many ways. Exactly. Because it's it's, you know, what are you doing down there? That's for men. Because there's some gross stuff. I, I haven't gone down the whole 4chan rabbit hole because I feel like I've learned enough. <laughs> but apparently there's some really vile stuff. But you know there's women there too. So you're going places where a lot of women won't.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't have to go there. It's more like, I mean, I'm I'm an artist. So an artist can do whatever they, you know...
0: Whatever they damn well do. Yeah, wh- yeah <laughs> what they like.
3: So um that's... Also my main thought, you know, I'm not a political hacker in my real life. I'm not Julian Assange or I'm not Edward Snowden. But on the other hand, the constant uh, thought is with me that there might be a possibility because of the political changes, maybe also in our country, maybe, you know, next door, It's, it's happening already, I mean, in Poland, for example, that also women have to step into that kind of role at the moment most of the women I know and most of the men I know uh, live a totally normal life like a gut burgerliches leben in German we would say like yeah you Shut have it. children you you, you you go out in the night times but we are all not revolutionaries we are all not working and in, as investigative journalists yeah but it could happen that there is a political change and then all of a sudden what do you do are you prepared for that to to step into a role would I step into the role leave my my family and give everything up for that kind of of thought to to save the whole world or whatever you know like it's it's just this thought constantly with me and so i play i play with this thought and then i do my my art thing out of it because i think it's not only about the the dark side it's also about the the positive side because everybody can change every day i think everybody can contribute something to the whole situation Of course, there's also this playful thought of mine, you know, because I can't, I can't leave my family now. I don't want to leave my family. I'm happy. But on the other hand, I also sometimes wish, you know, I could just pop on the plane and see new things sudden and go uh, travel around the world, be a kind of revolutionary.
0: So that raises a good point about family and how much of your family and your family responsibilities influence your art how much your art influences your family and how much your family does it give you greater freedom in some areas does it restrict you I mean obviously it restricts you in the sense of you're not going to suddenly become a revolutionary flying around the world but you might yeah um I might yeah (laughs) is that what you tell your children before they go (laughs) if you don't clean up this room I'm going to become a revolutionary you're never going to see me again (laughs) Yeah, every day. (laughs) (laughs) So what is it like to be a female artist with children and a partner and a home and and all of those things?
2: I don't think it affects the way I behave. Same thing you said is... That was a painful realization for me was I I won't be able to always bring my child with me everywhere and just go off to another Mm -hmm. country and do my thing the way I used to do. That's one thing that's maybe holding me back, but we share the responsibilities. Like, for instance, now I have to go to London for a week. Then my husband will be like, oh, absolutely. I will take Mm -hmm. some time off work and pick him up from kindergarten every day and, and you go and do your thing for a week, for a week, you know. But that's really great of him that he does that. I felt like having a child, it, I didn't feel like it changed anything for me. And then I felt like, oh, it actually changed everything for me. I think it made me more politically active and wanting more to change things. Because it's, it's this cliche of, I'm, I need to make this world better for my child to live in.
3: Yeah, very interesting. To be honest, you know, when it comes to my artistic profile, I would call it. You know, me as a person being active, especially in the Berlin um, art scene, I never tell anybody. That I have kids, for example. Neither do I. <laughs> that's that's my my oh, kind really? of it's it's not profile. My profile. So. Now it's a, it's a kind of <laughs> out. out, it's an yeah. outing yeah. that, you know, yeah. we, we talk, talk about. It's a that. secret, but it, I don't bring it up. Exactly. Yeah. That's also That's interesting, interesting part mm-hmm. because I went to this uh, panel discussion the other day and uh, there was two women. One was a fine artist. The other one was a writer and entrepreneur, whatever. And they were talking about kitchen, kids and church. That was the main headline. <laughs> of this panel discussion and I I really hated it in a way. You don't want to be defined via your kids or being a woman as a wife and, you know, it's more like I do my art stuff, and that's the main thing for me in that kind of world and field. It's interesting, mm-hmm.
0: though. Yeah, you both make the same decision to not have that as your public artistic profile of being a mom as well. Mm-hmm. It's curious, isn't it, that you know, these women in this panel are talking about very traditional mm-hmm. female things. And, and you're right. I mean, there is more, as both of you mm-hmm. know, and as both of you express so much through your art. And mm-hmm. yet it's not a negative To be a mother. And we feel that we still have to keep these things separate. It reminds me of that video that was going around the BBC presenter when his kids interrupted. And then the parody video of a woman giving the same thing and her kids interrupting and just incorporating them into her speech. And how we we still can't really do that, can we? Mm. It still stays very separate. Because the the focus does shift, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. If you say, hi, Nina Schoenefeldt, I create art about hacker societies and survivalists and the breakdown of technology. Hi, I'm Annie Delphine. I create art about the female body expressing the female form in a non-sexual mm. way. And I have a kid or I have kids you know the focus is going to be like so tell me about your t- how old is your kid but one of the things I'm always curious about I have a friend who has kids and she's also an artist and she's very active I mean in the in her art world she lives in another country I so said no don't worry about her <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's 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 more open about that's part of her mm. profile but she tells me about what it's like to be a mom and an artist so she gets up super early she gets the kids mm. ready makes them breakfast sends them off to kindergarten or school mm. or wherever also does extra work because you know you can never get paid enough as an artist unless you're Ai Weiwei right mm. so collects the kids from school makes them dinner puts them they're, they're quite small puts them to bed reads them a story goes into her studio. Mm. And works until midnight or two in the morning and she sleeps basically about four hours every single night and that's Mm. what she's been doing for years she's quite beautiful and that's part Mm. of her profile as an artist as it is for so many women which is an interesting thing about your story as well coming from the modeling world Mm. and fashion where everything's about beauty Mm. and you're, you're taking some of these symbols and even some composition mm. in your photographs that aren't too dissimilar from some fa- classic fashion compositions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And questioning beauty. What is the value of beauty? And what are we finding beautiful in these things? Yeah. And not presenting yourself as, you know, Hi, I'm the fashion model turned photographer, <laughs> which would be an angle to sell. Sure, it can, yeah. it, can, it can be easy. But, you know, women artists often, they rely on their beauty as well to help advance them in the art world. True. And at the same time, separating the idea of marriage and children because you don't want mm-hmm. all those collectors to know. You know, you don't want the gallerists yeah. to know mm-hmm. that you're, you're actually never going to sleep with them. So, uh, maybe not galleries, but collectors often. <laughs> so, it's, it's... True. And it's interesting that both of you, coming from such different... Angles are kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Not. I don't mean that in a in a negative way. It's just a fascinating thing that we do. Yeah. You know, how do we define ourselves in the world?
2: It's two. I think for me, it's two things. It's the gender roles. It's, as soon as somebody knows I'm a mother, that's mm-hmm. a category I'm being put in. Right. And while it's a big part of who I am, it's not all that I am. Mm-hmm. And it always frustrates me when I see. When I feel like, because this is me interpreting other women, so I don't want to be mm-hmm. unfair, but I often feel that women define themselves over or through motherhood. And I don't want to do that. It's I love my child. I love my life mm-hmm. as a mom, but it's not all I do. I'm also an artist. So when the kid is off in kindergarten, I go to my studio and I work. And then we go home and we have dinner. And then when he's in bed, finally at some point, I then I go and I work another two, three hours. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's hard, but... Because I work so hard at doing those both things, I don't want the one thing to define I don't want somebody to view only that one thing.
0: You don't want to be limited mm-hmm. in yes. that. And and, and exactly. isn't yeah. And isn't that fascinating that nobody ever ever went to Picasso and said, you know, I mean what did he have? Mm. Five kids, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean nobody said like so, mm-hmm. and, and so tell us about your children. What is it like being a father?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. It's just all about or what the is it yarn. like just, being
2: so busy and not being there for them, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm not shaming sure. you know, him yeah it it, it's it's let's just talk about your art and your children are incidental because apparently you Mm. fell over and got a woman pregnant you know i mean it just it it's it's such a different thing how does it affect your art when you were pregnant could you work could you not work how
3: yeah but it's really interesting aspect because i mean um for me i couldn't couldn't live without my children you know i'm I, I really love them and they are also, I mean, they also give me great input, you know. They, they are not that young anymore. They are 10 and 12 and so it's very interesting angles. Sometimes I can also talk with them about, you know, my art sometimes. It's its really great to have young, a younger generation and they also have new ideas. They, they have own thoughts and um, it's very important to me. But on the other hand, it's exactly what Anique said. Um, it's like you lead your normal life. You work. The kids go to school. They, you know, they, they come back in the evening and then, you know, you talk a little bit and then they go to bed. So it's, it's part and it's really important to me but um, it's when I work as a professional artist it's also my world and it's very important to me to to be in my own world uh, without you know um work of my kids or whatever you know so I, I try to separate it and it's possible it's totally possible I mean I also have you know like um, a husband and he uh, from time to time I mean he's also loving father so he also has to take care in some situations and we kind of work it out um, yeah and and then I also do some other stuff I, I for example I also work with this uh, social media project this uh, last night in Berlin and I also constantly learn new things and so you constantly have to work in the night times for example then uh, and um, and you really have to Durchsetzen. What does that mean? Push through. Yeah. yeah, push through. And I, I think that's also a good thing. When you have kids, you, you always have to push the mm-hmm. limits and you have to work harder and you have to, go, have, to have a good structure in your life and you, you can always do five things at the same time.
0: I think. So kids are kind of great for yeah. art and, and just for productivity mm-hmm. yeah. in a way.
2: I feel like I'm constantly pushing my limits, mm. like you said, like constantly. Yeah. And when I'm at a point like I cannot take a single thing more and then something else adds on the pile and then you just mm. do it
0: because right. you have to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah see, so I, mean, I don't have to. Mm. Yeah. It's, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I mean if mm. I don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning, I don't I don't. So <laughs> that's maybe not true, but <laughs> But but yeah, but it is a different kind of freedom. Yeah. I and mean, like I said when you arrived, yeah. you know, I was marveling at myself of oh, I could get up and do a load of laundry and bake a cake and do the dishes and mm-hmm. prepare for you to come here, take a shower and put on a dress. And I, I was like, damn, that was an hour. I did all of that in an hour. Mm-hmm. Which to me is bizarre, because you know, when I have nothing else, like, I mean, I might as well just take all day. Why not? Who cares? To me, it's mm-hmm. fascinating the amount of thing that women artists, especially women artists with families, do, because I don't think this, the same support network is there. It's yeah, not true. Mm-hmm. Within your family, maybe, but, well, definitely for the both of you. But I think in the, the, in the outside world, it's not there. It's not excused. You know, it's like, oh, he's an artist. It's okay. Mm-hmm. He has to be in the studio for eighteen hours with the naked model. Mm-hmm. That's not fishy. But whatever it is, you know, there's always an excuse. But with women, we we don't even ask for the excuse. We just do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Or you guys just do it. I don't. I, I don't understand yeah. that.
3: Also, the commercial angle is also interesting. I think that's also a very male approach, especially in Germany. I mean, It's still like this kind of you go to school and then you're always the best in school but you don't have this kind of approach as a female to to say okay i want to earn a lot of money Uh, i want to become the greatest artist i want to become this and that and
0: you're not encouraged to want more yeah (laughs) and
3: so i think you know my perspective with kids changed that a little bit i'm more realistic and i try to to make my way you know like uh, earning some money and getting something
0: out of it between the two of you because you know each other anyway mm-hmm. and you know of each other's work where do you think your work meets where do you think the similarities are or where they might cross over i mean the the differences are mm-hmm. totally obvious but where do you think the similarities are
2: I think a big intersection is that we, that we talk about how women are allowed to express themselves you're not talking about female hackers for instance. I'm, I don't know a lot about the world of hacking, but I would imagine that it's like the gaming community where it's very sexist and female hackers probably you know have to be super smart, super strong mm-hmm. and just super prepared for everything and for me the whole expressing thing is is um, male artists are allowed to photograph, draw, paint whatever naked women all the time and it's no big deal and if a woman portrays naked women, it's suddenly vulgar or whatever you want to call it so I think that's a big intersect and also just bringing attention to, to women and women doing things in male-dominated it's world.
0: You can follow Nina's Hacker on the Run story and see more of her work at her website at ninaschennefeld.com. That's N-I-N-A-E-S-C-H-O-E-N-E-F-E-L-D.com. And you can learn more about Anik Delphine's work, Free the Nipple and Reclaim the Feminine Series, at her website at aniquedelphine.com. That's A-N-N-I-Q-U-E-D-E-L-P-H-I-N-E dot com. And we created a digital print-only series on com for Women's History Month called Getting Away With Murder, a rogues gallery of male artists accused and or convicted of crime, but who succeeded anyway and female artists accused or convicted of the same crimes, whose careers were subsequently destroyed and forgotten by history. You can find it at medium.com forward slash at S.E. Colick, along with my other writings and soon my paper on women's rights movements and their relationship to war, along with my recipe for peace, which is suspiciously similar to my recipe for cake. I was having a Marie Antoinette moment. (laughs) Find artists and exhibitions in your city and everywhere you go with Glarify, the world's first art map app. The interactive global mapping tool that lets you locate artists' studios, openings, and exhibits in your town and around the world. Become part of your local art scene. It's free. Glarify is an official partner of Artipus. Visit Glarify.com Artipus is a proud supporter of Prana, the platform for the homeless. Prana is a digital platform bridging the information gap between volunteers, organizations, and the homeless, providing direct connections to real time information about food, shelter, clothing, medical help, and more. Help the homeless by helping Prana grow. Visit Prana at www.prana-deutschland.de Artipus is written and produced in Berlin by Susie Collick and broadcast on World Radio Paris in France and Indie Republic in Germany and in the U.S. on 89.3 FM Chaos Community Radio. You can also stream us on SoundCloud or download us on iTunes. Just search for Artipus, A-R-T-I-P-O-E-U-S. And you can see photos and read transcripts of this episode and more at artipus.com. Artipus. Art. You can hear Oh, 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 oh oh, 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 oh